All right. There we go. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony, to be honest. This lighting looks a lot better than I thought. Um, we're back with uh, one key difference. One, we are in 720p, baby. We are back in that high quality on this Twitch channel, uh, which means that if you haven't known already, that my PC is finally fixed and everything on this Twitch channel should be a-okay. So, yay on that. Second off, with me, as always, to talk everything in the gaming news for the past week on this podcast, on Mission Star Podcast, is none other than Greg Dietz. We're going to do great. Thank Look you. Look at this team. <laughs> Thank you, Lucio. Other Lucio phrases. <laughs> so, we're, uh. we're back. Um, again, we are getting closer and closer to E3. I'm, we're going to continue to talk about it because, like, A, we're very excited. But B, the fact that it seems every week we get closer to E3, more news just comes out. Or some big thing might have happened. Um, which I got something to start off with for this week or for this podcast. So uh, let me do this real quick because I know that Greg needs to see the screen. Oops. That's not... That's <laughs> wrong screen. Wrong screen. There we go. There we go. Here we go. I was like, I was typing something into the chat and I looked up at the, the screen. I was like, that's me. <laughs> My bad. Um, okay. So, let me get this video started. And then, uh, let me bring up the article. So, this was reported off of motherboard.vice.com. I call it Walmart Gate. Um, and let me go ahead and start that timer. Uh, reason being, as the title says in this article, Walmart says, glitch caused apparent E3 spoiling leak titles are speculative uh, speculative um the electronic oh this is written by ham before i forget uh jordan pearson the electronic entertainment expo or e3 is a trade show that for two decades has given video game companies a platform to unveil their upcoming projects there's always an air of expectation for gamers who annually hold their breath to see what new digital delights will served up and when in the year ahead on Wednesday, Walmart Canada apparently leaked the names of numerous games that could plausibly be making an appearance at this year's E3 in June. Uh, seemingly spoiling the surprise for everybody. Video game nerds around the internet have been uh, have, have been freaking out ever since. When Motherboard reached to Walmart Canada for comment, however, a spokesperson said that the titles are speculative. Walmart, exp oh, here's the, here's the quote. Quote, Walmart experienced a technical glitch that allowed certain items to be posted to our website for a short period of time. Uh, Director of Corporate Affairs of Walmart Canada told uh, Motherboard in an email, The items posted were speculative in nature and only game publishers can confirm the announcement of a release. We apologize for any confusion this has caused. Like the gaming community, Walmart looks forward with anticipation to those announcements. Unquote. So this broke last week, or in the past week, I should say. Um, the games that were leaked, per se, uh, when it came to uh, a full list, a page of what games they put on their store um, that were future titles. And they say, you know, these aren't entirely true from, from, from this article. Um, but uh, a recent, uh, one of the games that were on there, they kind of, made it much more of a, of a real thing um it's a fact that the people oh, first off uh 
uh, Rage 2 is apparently coming back, which I think is crazy. Uh, but second off, the Twitter account for Rage 2, uh, apparently out of nowhere, just reactivated, and then it was just kind of dissing on the, uh, on the, um, on the leak, where it said, like, here's the wrong font, here's also the wrong, uh, color, or the, uh, the, the color scheme, they are kind of making fun of it at the same time, um, but, yeah, a lot of titles were, were, uh, were leaked, but to be fair, a lot of the titles that were leaked were a lot of it was going to be known to be there anyways, or like it that it wasn't anything too out of left field. Right, right. Well, that's kind of. I think I mentioned this. We talked about it on uh, what's on tap a little bit. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think the only one that's been like a hundred percent confirmed was Rage Two, and that was probably the most surprising one. Um, we yes. knew that Borderlands Three has been developed for a long time, and a lot of those other games, it was like. It kind of felt like a yeah, well, no shit, or like oh, well, we already kind of knew it was announced last year. Um, I personally, I've, I've said this before. I personally don't think watching E3 should be about the surprises. I think E3 should be about um, enjoying a show and uh, looking forward to what's in the future. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of people do play or do intend to. Uh, um, get angry at this list. I don't know. I, I think. Well, the, let me rephrase that. They get angry at my. They get angry at, at at Walmart. I guess the one thing I will say is, it must suck for a lot of these companies who were could not talk about what game they're working on or was going to unveil this uh, game they're showing off at E three to be exploded because of a glitch, and that part sucks. Um. And well, that- again, that's 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 my problem with that I have with E3 right now is that it's no longer just a here's what we got coming. Like here's here's just every here's everything. Like look at old E3s, Anthony. Look at like you know back in '97 when it started up until about I want to say 2005, mm-hmm. and E3 was just like a bunch of industry people sitting around going, "Well, that's neat. Well, that's cool." And then they would get it would get announced in like Game Informer or, or Game Pro or. EGM or whatever. No, it was yeah. I, it was still very much the same thing back then. The only difference I disagree wholeheartedly. I the only difference is, is one, it was the Wild West back then when it came to the old E3. There were multiple booths that were just like huge stage and just lights and, and, and parties everywhere. Second of all, there were still surprises per se, but much much of that first part of the presentation for some of these press conferences was like a business presentation you saw graphs you saw people talking about look how much money we made uh for this console or device uh sony was was notorious for that so well yeah i mean i mean even microsoft when they when they unveiled uh the the uh xbox 360 made a big deal about it and showed like and and it was announced in a surprise kind of manner but like i'll give you an example of something that irritated me last year anthony Hmm. and that was um a couple friends of mine, I won't name names because they're friends of the podcast, had tweeted out that certain companies, I don't remember which, had boring E3s because they didn't have any big surprises. That that irritated the hell out of me. That, that really drove me nuts. Like, watching E3 and getting a surprise, cool. Watching E3 and expecting surprises is nonsense. Is absolute nonsense. You, you watch E3, Anthony, for the stuff that you get to see that's coming up. 
That's why you watch E3. If you go in, in my opinion, if you go to expect surprises, I find that to be a bit nonsense. You're not wrong. You're, you're, you're definitely not wrong when it comes to that. Like, so that's that's why I say like the the stuff that was revealed in this in this leak, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a deterrent. It shouldn't be a situation where you go, well, Walmart just ruined E3 for me. I find that to be needless and nonsense. Right. I still um, I, and I, I agree, but I still I still on the air and aside that you know having a surprise. You know, definitely, definitely is it's awesome to to an awesome moment to have. Um, I can like you know during the the game awards when we were watching it live on this Twitch channel. But why does it why does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's just real. It's just it's cool. Like like it's not needed. Like it, it's not like I'm going there. Oh, I'm hoping that these you know big surprises happening. If they're not, then I'm bummed. Like no, like when it comes to the unexpected surprises, it's like those are the type of moments where. Like, you don't know what exactly is coming. And when you find out that what that game is, you, or in my case, I freak the fuck out in some cases. Um, is it, is well, it no. needed? Is it needed? No. But it, it's well, helpful. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Days Gone here. You know, the, the, the first time they showed off this game, it was, it was a bit of a surprise because nobody expected it. And um, they showed off like the horde mode sort of thing with the zombies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then next year they showed, um, I think some more of this kind of footage. Uh, I don't think, I think this was at a, the uh, PlayStation event. Uh, was this or, at E3 or was this at the experience? I think this might be, uh, this is E3. That's right. Yeah. This okay. Is okay. E3, yeah. Uh, so they showed this at last E3 and I don't think anybody was like, well, this isn't surprising. I think everyone was just kind of like, well, that was cool. I'm like, I'm excited about that game. Or I don't give a shit about zombie games anymore. It was one of those two reactions. Right, right, right. Did it, did it lessen like this game? No, it no, was, it, it, didn't. it didn't change anything. So I just don't, it, it, it's, it's just a weird concept to me. And I don't understand why people need to get so up in arms about this leak. Also on a completely different side note, Walmart, yeah, it wasn't a glitch. You calm down. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that too. <laughs> like, you made a mistake. Just own it. Yeah, you made a mistake. And yeah, just own it. Cause, like, if I would say for the most part, I think if anybody that's really pissed off at them or has heard an earful from them is the, the publishers and the game companies yelling at them, saying, like, you know, fuck you. Why'd you, you know, release this? We're going to do this at E3. I can understand that. But yeah, definitely, uh, Walmart definitely owned own up to it at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> to be, to yeah, be, to, like I, like, yeah, but with that side, of all these, with all these games that have been shown, like I'm excited to see what they look like. Like the other, the other game that on here that surprised me is like Just Cause Four. I was like, what? They're making another one? Because I've never seen that game in, eight, in ages. <laughs> so well, like, what are you talking about? It was literally just two years ago that we saw Just Cause Three. But really? Damn. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> time flies when you cover this industry. Um, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That might have been three years ago. I'm going to double check that right now. Um, Borderlands 3 was on here, which I'm excited to see. Like, some of the stuff that we, like, you know, it's going to be there, I think, 90%. I feel like 90% will be, uh, of these games, I feel like, will be there. Um, but uh, the... the I just... But I, it, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I really... I'm excited to see footage. Um, yeah, same here. Like, I, we don't know what these games look like. Oh, 2005, so three years ago. Okay. Just... <gasps> You mean 2015? You said yes. You said 2005. Yes. I meant 2015. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see how this goes. Like, I'm, 
am I more or less excited for E3? I'm still excited for E3. I'm so excited to see what these games are. And this is only a partial portion of what the games are going to be showing up at E3 uh, this year. So not all of it. Like there's still quite a bit. Speaking of which, um, as we move on to our next topic at hand, uh, divergent uh, topic two. Aha. All right. So. We're going on to our next topic. Uh, this is reported, actually, this is posted on PlayStation's um, uh, website. PlayStation at E3 2018. The journey begins June 11th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, this is by, written by Sean Layden, chairman of uh, SIE Worldwide Studios. It has been an exceptional year for games thanks to genre defining masterworks like A, well, A Way Out. Far Cry 5, God of War, Monster Hunter World, and Moss. I have no idea what Moss is, but alright. Um, but in 2018, it's just getting started. To ring in a new year of incredible new gaming experiences, the PlayStation team is planning a new E3 showcase, and we're inviting all of, your, uh, of our closest friends. That means you! Join us Monday, June 11th, starting at 6 p.m. specific time, as we share a preview of what's next for PlayStation. We'll broadcast the show live on uh, from E3 2018 in Los Angeles, California via PlayStation.com, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, it went on, it goes on to say that the games they're going to talk about, uh, uh, they're going to show off in the press conference, going to be Death Stranding, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, and Last of Us Part 2, um, which they confirm is going to be at the press conference. Um, so it's going to be. So it seems like most of these dates for for these the, these companies and the press conferences are starting to roll out now. Um, PlayStation is going to be on June 11. I believe that's that's a Monday or is that a Tuesday? Let me check real quick on my calendar. That is on a Monday, so it's going to be at 6 p.m. at the same time um, as uh, last year, I believe, or somewhere similar. No, we we've talked a lot about E3 on here. Are we doing a? live reaction to it or are we just doing like a quick discussion right after um we're talking about uh what potentially are they going to be showing at the press no, and, and, and i'm talking about you and i oh. oh 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 okay gotcha gotcha um depending on what happens with my with my life um i may be in, in la by that time uh for a month really uh, yeah but uh, it's, like, it's like three weeks away <laughs> i mean it all depends on a few things but like um but uh, ideally, I will be here, um, and we'll be just uh, watching it and reacting to it. Uh, probably, okay. probably well, every, every year, every year prior, we've done we've done post. So, right. Um, the reason I'm asking is because that's that's uh, you know, for if we do it at 6 p.m., I think that's nine for for everybody else on the East Coast. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, usually Sony has really good shows. They they show off a lot of really good footage for their upcoming games. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm always really impressed by them too. Is that if if E3 last year they 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 announced a game, the following year they have some solid footage for it. Um, like I know that we're gonna get some badass footage for Last of Us Two for sure. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, again, they're going over Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, and Marvel Spider Man, uh, as well as Last of Us Part Two will be confirmed to be there. Um, yeah. What do you? <laughs> What what one to two odds do you think that there actually be a gameplay trailer for Death Stranding, or we can get another crazy ass movie trailer from Kojima? I think the odds are higher that we're gonna get uh, gameplay because the game is closer to coming out than not, and uh, the second factor is is we've already gotten 
a lot of a lot of hype for that game as it is. Yeah. So they have to show they have to do something. They have to kind of maybe I, I know that there's a lot of people, some people that I've spoken to, who are a little skeptical of the game. Thinking mm-hmm. that Kojima being on his own, he doesn't have the restraints uh, to do to make a game that's more entertaining and less mindfucky. Um, so I, I kind of feel like people are skeptical. They really, they, you know, they trust Kojima. They really want the game to be good, but they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like they just don't know. So I think showing gameplay footage will rest a lot of minds at I, ease. Yeah, I I believe that. For sure. Um, I think uh, I think when it comes to uh, um, just in general with what Sony is going to do, and they don't have to do a lot. Like you have to keep in mind with how sales have gone for that is PlayStation. True. Yes, you know with PlayStation versus yeah. Microsoft, they're not the competition isn't really that strong there. Um, just because Sony has like, it's like three, three times as many sales overall, mm-hmm. like lifetime sales to right. the Xbox one. Right. Right. So I kind of feel like they're going to show off a lot of stuff that people are going to be excited about, but they don't really have to try that hard. They don't have to do the whole, like, mm-hmm. like they did when the systems were being announced where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they definitely, sure. yeah, they definitely have a, a lead right now when it comes to the console wars, quote unquote. Um, and they definitely... That's what people are afraid of, Josh. That's exactly what people are. Josh <laughs> says, is, is Kojima the video game equivalent of George Lucas? Yeah, it could be. And then that's something that it could be a real possibility. So, um, but in the you know, future, is that going to... We don't know yet. Like, this is the first game that Kojima has made outside of Konami. Um, and we'll have to wait and see as far as, like, how it will fare out once it fully releases. Um, nonetheless, people are really excited for the game, regardless. Well, I've also, I've also heard rumor that... Oh, sorry. Oh, um that there'll be actual footage of uh, Shenmue 3 there? Yes, I saw her too. There's going to be Shenmue 3 footage. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very curious to see what, what that looks like. Uh, they, I think they showed like a snippet of, of it uh, in, in, in action not too long ago, uh, which looks fine. It looks like it, it looks like that game, but just, you know, prettier. Um, so we'll probably see that for sure. Um, well, as mentioned in his article, Ghost of Tsushima will be uh, shown off as well by Sucker Punch, which, you know, was that really cool samurai, like, 30-minute, uh, or 30, 30 seconds to a minute trailer. Um, uh, I don't remember this. This was, this was the, I think, the first game they showed off on the uh, E3 press conference for last year for Sony. Um, it was basically, think of, like, hmm, think of, think of, like, uh, Cyber Ninja or Cyber Samurai. Think of, like, Strider. Um, but Samurai Swords. I'd have to watch the trailers. I don't. Yeah. I still don't remember it. Yeah. Was it shown at E3 last year? Oh yeah. Like in their conference. Mm-hmm. It was the first game they showed. I believe it's the first game they showed. Uh, the to start Hold off. The on, what's conference. the name of it again? Ghost of Tsushima. That's T S U T S U S H I M A. And it's it's being developed by the guys at Sucker Punch, um, because people were kind of wondering like what have they been doing for a long time? Like the last game they made, I believe, was um. Oh god, what was it? Uh, Infamous, Infamous, something, something, that came out on PS4. Now it's actually really good. Um, I was specifically looking up the the trailer from 2017, mm-hmm. E3 2017. Cause I I swear to God, I do not remember seeing this. Yeah, it's the first trailer. It, it was it was kind of it was cool. 
It, they didn't really show much. Anthony, this was not at E3. Oh, was that? Was, was the Sony? It was, this is the experience. Oh, okay. I thought it was at E3. I could have sworn. No. Nope. All right. I'm looking at it right now, and it's, it says PSX. Okay. All right. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> okay, I'll have to watch the trailer then again later. Yeah. Um, That's why I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, I that, did... That's another thing I think I want to quickly talk about that I think is interesting is that um, isn't it said, or is that, is that that's the next thing we're going to talk about? Never mind. Sony's <laughs> still having a stage show. I think it's uh, there's a different company other than Nintendo who's going to do a video direct or a video uh, conference thing. Right, right. Um... So the point I'm getting at about like E3 has evolved. We've talked about this before. Yes, yes. Like, like, like I said, back in the day, it was a industry only thing. Mm-hmm. And um, surprises and reveals were very minimal, and it was a lot of charts and graphs and projected quarterly bullshit and yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, how much money are we making sort of thing? Right. Now, right. now it is more for the public eye. It's yes. more for the general audience. Yes. And as we get closer and closer to that being the overall aspect of E3, what I think is really interesting is that there are still stage shows that happen. I think that if, if, if I'm to be honest here, the only company that does really good stage shows is Ubisoft. Everyone else kind of phones it in. Microsoft tries to do a good stage show, but it always is just like, how grandiose can we make our stage look? Yeah, yeah. Versus doing actual cool things on the stage. Yeah. So, and Sony's is always very dull. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Sony. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Have no problem with your system, but my God, are your stages dull? So my question, <laughs> my question is, is why not just do a video conference? Because that's a good question, actually. Um, I think because there's still this idea of what E3 was, and that companies still attach um, themselves to that they have not figured out a way to move all forward outside of Nintendo and Square Enix, and we'll talk here in a second. Um, I think that they're still attaching to that old idea of what E3 is. And to be fair, E3 as it is, is still going to garner a lot of attention, not just from gaming outlets, but also from a lot of people from the outside who are news outlets um, who see a lot of this stuff and says like, oh, there's awesome new games and this is like a to- like a, like a toy store. Um, so like, in the future, will E3 to be the same as it is now? No, because I think that the way it, it is going towards, I feel like it's, it's going to become a PAX at some point. If they're going to cater more to the audience and they're going to cater more to the public, I mean, it's already it's already it's already like almost there at that. Almost, point. almost, almost. But that, I mean, you you can get in without being in the industry. Now. Uh, yes, you you, you, it, you, a lot of money. Yeah. It costs a lot of money, but yes, you can. It, it's really expensive. Yes, but I remember like it was like 2015, 2016 is when they started doing that because there was a chunk of time also where it they they stopped allowing just anybody in and you had to be like really really in the industry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Times have changed. E3 is evolving, <laughs> and I think, I, and I think, honestly, for the better, because like the way that they were going, it was not going to survive in the long term. I think this is a necessary change for them. So, um, that's our, that's why I'm saying like I don't understand why I still do a stage show. I think going the Nintendo route is really the smartest thing to do when it comes to E3 conferences. Yeah, yeah. Outside of like getting live reactions, it's probably the only thing I can I can think of. We literally saw a man crying when Final Fantasy VII was announced. So, 
Fair enough. We also saw like like I said, like the Ubisoft one is is it has a really good, lot a lot of examples of good moments with, with live stage reactions. That is true. That is very true. Very true. <laughs> when are we gonna see Miyamoto in uh and the president of Ubisoft together back to back with fake guns for a Mario game. That is that is rare. Right. That is rare. Right. <laughs> oh man. Um all right, so moving on with more E3 news. Um Square Enix has announced recently about their uh, upcoming uh, uh press conference. Uh it is going to be on June 11th. Actually, it's going to be yeah, same day as Sony's. Uh but it's going to be at 10 a.m. in the morning, um uh, which I believe this is a video conference uh if I'm not mistaken for Square Enix. Um, not yeah, that's what that's the one I heard that was going to be video, okay? Okay, um, and much of the, much of the speculations for us, like if, if Square Enix has a video conference where they can show off something or or games wise, they have a you know a good amount of games to show off, new or old. I think that when it comes to uh, uh Square Enix, I think it's going to be a few things a lot of Kingdom Hearts because there's People are still saying that the game is coming out this year. I refuse to believe it until the game comes out, <laughs> or we get an official date because there hasn't been an official date yet. So, it was not. It was not in the uh, Walmart leak, was it? Uh, let me check. Because I know the one that was was uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right, right. That might be. No, if they're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII remake, it'll be at the Sony press conference. It wouldn't be at. Square. You think so? Because I, because it, it, it's being released for Xbox One as well. I think like that's not an, it's not a Sony exclusive. Um, I think that if they were going to do that, you know, whatever deal they made behind closed doors or whatever money they put at them, I think that they will showcase it at Sony press conference. I mean, I'm not saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. The last two times that it's been shown at E3 was during Sony's conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they have their own video thing, I kind of feel like they might pull the reins back on that. And be like, all right, it's our thing. We're going to show it because it's going to be on two different consoles. It's multi. It's multi system. Right, but they could also go to the highest bidder too. Like they're not tied to a specific. A specific not disagreeing console. with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying I'm just saying that there is a possibility that we will not see anything, anything Square Enix unless it's during this. Right, right. Um, I'm looking through the list now. I don't see it on here. Uh, the only thing I see is Final Fantasy VII remake. So okay. I wasn't sure. I couldn't but, remember. Um, so I, I do think they're going to show off Kingdom Hearts 3. I think that I gut instincts telling me that they're going to have a date finally for this game and it's going to be, I think they're going to show off another world. Oh yeah. That's yeah. And what's going to be like, is like all of a sudden they're inside like, uh, the frozen world, right? They're, they're there. Right. Yeah. And Anna walks up and she's like, I'm going to team up with you and we can call Sven and, uh, his reindeer or whatever, like as an, as an, uh, an, um, a summon, right? That's going to be the thing. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like fucking um, <clears throat> like um, lightning shows up out of nowhere. It's like, I'm teaming up with you too because I'm in this world somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be some shit like that because it's it's Kingdom Hearts, man. Like that's how you advertise Kingdom Hearts. You go nostalgia, 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 fighting, nostalgia. Property, properties. You like, you like, you like Marvel? You're Spider-Man. All right, cool. Don't get me wrong. And don't don't take my tone out of context because I fucking love Kingdom Hearts and I'm getting number three. Just stating a fact, that's how you advertise Kingdom Hearts. I'm I'm just more 
curious about the release and what the game is going to be versus my excitement for it. Um, it's well, it's going to be what the other ones have been. Yeah, definitely. I, so I, I mean, it's I, or, yeah. You've you've seen the combat. You've seen the yeah, combat yeah, footage. Like yeah. it's it's not any different from the other Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. This, but this is supposed to be the the, the story that ties everything together and, yes. and ends it. Well, as we know, I mean, there for help for all we know, there might be a Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, semicolon, uh, duex, uh, ninety nine cards. What Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> yes, there will be, and there will be more Kingdom Heart games to come out, but there uh, won't be any more involving Sora, Riku, or Kyrie. They could, yeah. I mean, they definitely. Uh, could uh, the reason I say this, the reason I say this is that the only games involving those three are Kingdom Hearts One, Chain of Memories Two, and Three. That's it. The other ones kind of reference them or briefly talk about them, but in general. Those are the three that have them, and their story is a big component to the main plot points of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. And so with three coming up and it being so far removed in terms of time from the second one, you have a whole new generation of people playing video games who have never seen or touched Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So how true. do you how that's do you true. sell Kingdom Hearts three to those people? My nephew is going to be is going to be 15 this year. And granted all he plays is fucking Fortnite. Yeah. But yeah. um <clears throat> he's never heard of Kingdom Hearts. Would he be interested in it? Maybe not, but that's not the point. I know that there's got to be kids that go to his school who are in 8th grade in 7th grade as my other nephews in who've never heard of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Or if they've heard of it, they've never played it, seen it, touched it, anything. Yeah. So how do you sell a game, a third part of a franchise, that is that removed from the from the second one? Yeah, you have to, you have to sell it like its own standalone story. You have to. And and then also like, hey, if you miss out on the first three or whatever other previous games, here's like a HG release, re release or whatnot to kind of let people know like, hey, play the games before, or maybe have like a cinematic at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Three, like. Uh, last time on Kingdom Hearts, and then all the events that happen are the major plot points. So you well, not to not to totally spoil like God of War, the new God of War game, but you could totally play that game without ever touching or seeing any of the other God of Wars. That is true. That is true. And but they, they did they had they made the, that game such they made it so well in regards to everything that happened in the previous games mattered. It was totally there, but it didn't matter to the plot that was happening in the new game. Right. If right. they can do that with Kingdom Hearts 3, you'll have a runaway success. I promise you. Ag- agreed. Agreed. I think what God of War did was stupendous. And if they can do the same thing with, with that, with Kingdom Hearts 3, then absolutely it's going to be can be held as one. Or just have an absurd, just have an absolutely absurdly long intro that explains yeah. the fucking whole franchise. I mean, they're not they're not shying away from that idea. They've done it prior before, so I'm not I won't be too surprised that that ever happened. Um, the other games that I think potentially will be probably shown off, um, and I think it was it might have been leaked or talked about, but the new Laurel Croft game they're gonna showcase. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be there, um, and uh, I think that we'll see more of that. Uh, probably see some footage. We'll probably won't see any release date or anything regarding to that. Uh, per se, but we'll see. Two, uh, we'll definitely see Tomb Raider. Um, Pie in the Sky. I like to see more near stuff there at this year's press conference. I doubt it. I think that storyline has been finished. But you know, if they could put out more DLC or maybe some other new story, that'd be cool. But uh, or maybe ex- go on another 
you know, uh, another near game, but like not this one, but another one that is part of that universe, which is crazy to me. But you know, they could do it of a uh, sense of success. Near Antonima did last year. Um, outside yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> real brief, real brief, because I find this to be incredibly funny. And and I know it's right in the middle of our thing, but my friend just sent me a message. This has to do with video games. Okay. Okay. So his son Zach is, I think, is going to be is seven right now. Seven. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Seven or eight. And uh, <laughs> his grandma on his mom's side, um, she doesn't have what some would call a filter. Um, so Zach is playing a game on his iPad. Um, his grandma comes up and says, "Is that Greg in your game?" And Zach goes, ah. "No, that's a lady." <laughs> His grandma goes, oh, well, it looks like Greg. Oh, that's great. So then my buddy says, Zach, what game are you playing? Zach turns his iPad around, and he's playing Happy Wheels with a fat lady and a lark. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Uh, That's just awesome. just for just for reference on that, um, <laughs> his grandmother has a very like she like not only does she not have a filter, but she does a lot of uh, backward compliments, which just fucking make me laugh. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's uh, really funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the Square Enix one. I think uh, I don't think that a new Final Fantasy will be announced, or at least not one in the numbered franchise. Here's the game that I remember talking about, or I've heard talks about, and I'll say this real quickly before we end the segment, which got my eyebrow raised. They said that Deus Ex is not dead, um, which means that there could be more Deus Ex in the future. And I thought that game, that game, I love that game series. I love Deus Ex. Uh, Man Both Wakanda were successful. Part. Yeah, they were good. I, they were not as talked about as as I as I hoped for. Um, but they said that the game is not dead, so there's a potential for being it there. Ethan, if it happens, if we get another sequel, I'll be like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Like it is a, yeah, it is underrated as hell. <laughs> the new ones, per se. The old ones, you know, you could definitely go back and you know say that Deus Ex, uh, the original. I, you know, I, first off, first off, I hate that phrase underrated or overrated. Secondly, um, I would I would argue that they are not underrated as they were very highly rated. They're just underappreciated. Okay, I, I go, I'll go with you there. I'll go with you there. Um, um, I I absolutely could see them doing an announcement for uh, Deus Ex 100. Yeah. Um, or new Deus Ex. Yeah. Uh, shit, shit. They could just do a fucking remaster for the new systems. That's true. They could do that too. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. It's, it's still great games. They're still good. So I don't want to mind. I wouldn't mind ancient remaster. So. Um, uh, uh, in our chat says, uh, I have it on good authority that Star Ocean franchise is still alive, so that's yeah, I could totally see Star Ocean making a resurgence. Yeah, the thing about Square Enix is they have a thousand and one franchises. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, literally, one of the games that were leaked uh, was just cause four, and, and that and that's a Square Enix property, so like it's going to be probably be shown at, at their press conference, so yeah. or video conference. I just think, I think the thing with, like I said, with Square Enix is that. If anything of their franchise, let's say Kingdom Hearts or or um, the other game we were talking about Final, that they own that I can't think of. Final Fantasy? Or Final Fantasy. That they will be kind of announced at like the Xbox or the Sony conference. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. They'll be like, it'll be like, it'll be like a, hey, this is coming out. But check out our thing later for the full That's trailer. true. I hate that. I really do. <laughs> 
like they tease. We've seen it. We've seen it a hundred times. I know, but it's it's so annoying because they tease you like, hey, we're gonna show you a small snippet. Check out the full trailer at the Ubisoft press conference or at the uh, the Sony press conference. Like, come on, seriously? God damn it! <laughs> I hate that. All right, moving on before I freaking have a uh, aneurysm. Um, where is it? Uh, okay. So, we got news this past week. Uh, actually, hang on. Let me go ahead. There we go. Uh, we got news on this past week. Uh, finally, we got information about the Nintendo Online service and the details regarding that. Much of what was thought of as speculative was finally unveiled by Nintendo this, Nintendo this past week. Um, and I'll go straight into, I think, what most people wanted to know is uh, the pricing and the online functions of what it does and what it can offer. One for the pricing, uh, for a month, four bucks a month, you can pay for four bucks a month for three months. You can pay eight bucks for a full year. You get 20 bucks. Um, and they have some special family membership program where you can do, uh, 35 bucks uh, a year, but it, it gives you access to eight different accounts on the Nintendo switch that you can access any given time. Um, or you can give or have one yourself and then, you know, give to whoever, whoever, um, other things, and they actually made a bullet point for me to actually check, take a look at this. It makes it easy for me to uh, really look at what they're offering. So, for non, for people who are non-subscribers, uh, you'll still have access to Nintendo parental control apps, uh, share screenshots to uh, social media, register and manage friends, access Nintendo eShop, and Nintendo Switch system and software updates. What you what you don't get um, when the subscription goes online on this September, uh, special offers, save data, uh, data cloud uh, backup, um, the NES, Nintendo on, uh, Switch Online um, service uh, in terms of like old classic games you get to uh, get to keep or buy, uh, Nintendo Switch Online app, and the online gameplay. So you can do some things, but not a whole lot. And again, the price is not that steep to really do a year. It's actually compared to the other consoles right now, they're pretty on the low side and pretty cheap. So I wouldn't see any problems there. Well, I mean, there. I've, I've talked about before that when a, a studio or a company has to charge for their online service, it's because it costs money to run servers. It just does. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. And, uh, and in terms of... of uh, in terms of what Nintendo's doing, um, I think it's really cool. They uh, a lot of their games aren't necessarily um, like Splatoon and Mario Kart are the only two games I can think of that you know are online based. And so the money I'm sure is going to that mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that games like that keep running functionally. Um, the everything else that they've added in is just just icing on the cake, really. The cloud service thing is awesome, and they didn't have to do that, but they're doing it. Um, right, right, right. The the NES or just classic games in general being delivered to us in that fashion, again, didn't have to. Absolutely did not have to, but I think it's awesome they're doing it. Um, uh, what else was there added? There was a there was something else, but like. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good service, um, especially with how cheap it is. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the one thing to keep in mind, like it's the servers are going to get packed on the day of and for at least a good month or two, because when that thing hits 
a lot of people are going to be on it, and you're going to definitely feel it when it comes to some of the online. Um, uh, I don't. I don't agree with you, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, when a new game comes out, a new big game comes out, um, usually there's server issues because the developers didn't really put into context the whole thing of people playing the game. I guess. Um, so I understand where you're coming from in that in that fashion, but I personally feel like the people playing the systems now, um, there's no there's no new games coming out with it. It's well, not like they're like well, they're not listening. E3 is around the corner, so that may change uh, pretty soon. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely correct. That may change, but as 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 far as I can tell, there's no like huge titles being announced. Um, alongside with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're going to see that big of a dip or that big of a problem with their internet service. I really don't. I, I, I think they're going to... Okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely... I'm, I'm still on the side that like, when the service comes online, I think that you know a lot of people are going to get on it. Regardless if there's a new big game or not, I think that the servers are going to be impacted on definitely on day one. And uh, well, you, my, might my guess. Little, you, you might see a little bit of hiccup, but not, I don't think you'll see that much. Mm. Um Plus, there are, like, dude, like, one of the big things I've seen on Twitter after this was announced was, like, a lot of people being very irritated by it. Mainly oh, mainly with the the no virtual console. That we will, uh, we'll talk about, actually, in the next segment, but, like, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 we'll was, get to that. But, yeah, but yeah sure. like, that was, um, I've seen a lot of people just, like, not, not happy about it. And... What I'm curious about, Anthony, what, what what I'm really wondering is that right now, when I hop into Splatoon 2 mm-hmm. and I go online, mm-hmm. it's everybody. Anybody who has that game is playing that game online. Right. And honestly, unless like unless you're just constantly playing the story or salmon run by yourself, um, I, there's no way to really enjoy the game without online capabilities. Yeah. So how many people are actually going to purchase uh, Nintendo Online? How many people? I think there's going to be... I think there's going to be... A lot, yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a good amount. Like, I think that because the pricing is so low compared to the other two, that I think it's at a range where it's very, very, very affordable for a lot of people. Even, like, the once a month, like, it's literally five bucks or four bucks a month. So, like, it, it's it's at a point where... If unless you are really poor, unless you have no means of accessing any money, that you cannot afford a subscription service to Nintendo's uh, online service, then um, you should have the means elsewise to do it. If you if you want to do it, uh, I can understand people maybe maybe just want to wait maybe a month just to make sure that whatever server issues that may occur during the launch or the first iteration of the um, uh, of the online service for Nintendo Switch. To then jump on it later to make sure that you know you have a much better experience. I get, I get, that's fine. I under, yeah, I understand that, but yeah. I'm certainly not doing that. Like it's it's a day one thing for me. Yeah. Um, if I can afford, like, if I can, if if I have twenty dollars in my bank account and it's like, oh, why it goes live now? Like, I'm going to do that. Right, right, right. Um, which we also didn't have a date. They said September. Let me check if they have an official date. date. Oh, that's right. We had we had a we had a window. <laughs> Right. A window, yeah. So. Uh, they didn't say exactly when. Oh no no no. Hang on. Hang on. Um. No no no. They don't. Yeah. Uh. No. no just in September. Yeah. Just September. So. I forgot about that till you said it. Yeah. September going to be this year. Yeah. That's when they launch it. So, um, more than likely, I feel if they're going to uh 
you you may not think that there might be uh, not a, there may not be a game that will launch coincide with it. I do think there's going to be a game that that will launch with it. I think that it, this year's E3 will will, will have that date. Uh, September. I hope it, so. so. I sincerely hope so. I mean, like I said, I I don't. There hasn't been anything announced, but again, we're not. We you know we haven't gotten to E3 yet. We haven't seen what's going to come out. Yeah. And for all we know, Metroid Prime Four could have a really stellar multiplayer. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. But yeah. I said could. I said could. <laughs> I said for all I know, it could. It could. It um, could. Um. Okay. But uh. But yeah. I mean, like. Uh. Oh. Ooh, you know what? If you say if you made Super Smash Brothers, I I could go with you there, but I'm still sticking to my gun saying that, that game is coming out the, later this year in in the in the winter. Well, you're not wrong. What I'm thinking is if if Nintendo Online comes out in September, then that could only mean that Smash comes out late October or November. I agree. Um, and I that, agree. and then, and them saying that, like, oh, man, that would be really smart of them. That would be really clever. Get pre-order special deals on their on their online service. They could they could discount on their on their online uh, subscription for Smash. That that could potentially like lead to big big uh, numbers for them. So they could do a lot of things in their favor, which could definitely help them out um, to. to definitely make them look good i mean the, the price already, already uh is doing that right now not to mention that the switch is like still one of the most popular consoles out there right now people just love to uh to absolutely have. so um well i think yeah. i think once nintendo starts doing more in terms of uh re-releasing old nes super nes nintendo 64 and gamecube games as like just downloadable singular games you can buy much like how xbox is doing their classic games I think I think Sony fucked it up, but um, I can like literally just uh, mid-April, I went and bought the Xbox title of uh, Republic Commando, Star Wars Republic Commando. Ooh, yeah. Um, it was only ten bucks, and I was like, I this was a nostalgic game for me, and I went and bought it, and I played it and beat it again because it's fucking fun. Um, if Nintendo can do that with their classic games without having the terrible. Um, thing we're going to talk about next hanging over it oh pardon me um i think they, they'll sell like it'll, it'll be no problem okay i can definitely see that for sure but we need to move on to the next topic so i can talk about it. oh yes of course of course uh of course mr mr gray do you want me to also serve you a full platter of uh event something else while i'm at it what <laughs> i was trying to be snide there um because <laughs> you were <laughs> Um, anyways, <laughs> um, so our next topic, um, so the virtual console, it is something that people have been asking about for quite some time when it came to, uh, the switch and where was it, what happened to it? Um, well, we finally got an answer. Um, and I think this is, uh, I don't think this is actually surprising in my opinion, but this is reported off of Kotaku.com written by Jason Schreier. Virtual console is not coming to switch. Nintendo says. Uh, in the wake of news uh, uh, that the Nintendo Switch online subscription service will include a Netflix-like library of NES games, fans have been wondering, is the virtual console coming back? The answer to that question is no, according to Nintendo. Quote, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the virtual console banner, as it has been done... Uh, ha- 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 
Banner has. You okay there? Got it. I got. I got. I got it again. Uh, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner as has been done on other Nintendo systems, uh, a Nintendo spokesperson told Kotaku in email late last night. That doesn't mean Nintendo plans to ignore its older games on Switch, but it does mean that there won't be a dedicated brand for the classics. Nintendo's previous three consoles, uh, the Wii, 3DS, and Wii U, each had their own versions of the Virtual Console. A branded shop with a limited uh, selection of classic games from NES, Super Nintendo, the N64, and other platforms. You can buy and download virtual console games piecemeal, uh, then play them on your new console with some extra features like save states. Um, and you can read on the full article uh, if you like in the chat. But basically, n- there's no virtual console, but more than what life. This, what, what- what cracks me up about this, Anthony, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. A lot of people are doomsdaying this situation, that we're never going to have anything like the Virtual Console again. Good, because the Virtual Console wasn't that great. What was great about the Virtual Console was the games. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well, that was, and if yeah. we can just get those games on the Switch, I don't care how they get onto the Switch. I want them on the Switch. Yeah. Like, it's... It, they're they're, yeah, they're, it's they're the doing the same. They're doing the, the same. Yeah, the brand is gone. They're doing the same exact thing. Like they're having the well, uh, it's gonna be slightly different because I imagine it'll be a little bit better. Right, right. Like they're I remember, I remember uh, reading that um, like they are having NES games um that are going to be available for people to play. I want to say they're free too if you when you jump on the online subscription service for Nintendo, um, and they're gonna that would be that would be stellar. But from yeah. what I understand on that, is that they're not necessarily free. It's more to the extent that um, uh, they. Um, let me rephrase that because my brain stopped. Are you are you talking about when they were when they announced that it was going to be free for a limited time and then switch? I think there'll games? be a set number of games that will rotate out that are free. Okay, so if you have the online service, so they actually walked that back. They actually um, walked that back, and they're uh, from the sounds of things, they're going to have it to where. They're going to be games that are going to be added to the online service, much like a PS Plus. Um, up here's these free games that you know you can get for this month, and then move on to the next set of uh, whatnot. So, well, I think it, I think it'll also be like um, you know if you see twenty games that are available to download uh, onto the Switch, um, you'll be able to choose which ones you want to download. Right, right, and I think this is the, the way that they're going to do. It. I think that the brand, yeah, it's dead, but the idea well, what- is is still going to happen. What I also want to see, Anthony, is that even though those, you know, 20 games are, are technically free to download and play as long as you have their online service, I still want to see the option to purchase them oh, for yeah. people who, A, don't have the online service, or B, oh, um, yeah. want to permanently keep them even if they get rid of the online service. That is a good question, and as stated in the uh, previous topic, um, you we can just still... don't have a lot of information, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, you can purchase games... But if they're part of the online service, I'm not quite sure if you're able to keep them. I think that you can, but I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Again, more details when the E3 happens, and uh, we'll find out more information from Nintendo when it, in regards to that. Um, but as of right now, it's kind of up in the air as far as like, how that goes. But as far as like when it comes to these old games that people have loved, that yeah, it's going to be on Nintendo console. Like it's. I, I think what's I'm more gonna... important about it, what's what's even more important to, to, to kind of talk about is that 
um, I think it's I think it's t due time that uh, GameCube games get put onto like the classic games thing. Yeah, similar to Microsoft. It that's what I was that's what I'm getting at. It needs to be similar to Microsoft. Yes. Um, yes. Like everyone shits on Xbox and Microsoft, but I'm like, dude, their store is actually really solid. Um, but uh, um, if yeah, through GameCube games. GameCube games need to go on there. Period. Have they done GameCube virtual games? Nope. Okay, well then that's... I actually don't think they've done uh, N64. No, they have, they have. They, yeah, they, they have. Because yeah. uh, uh, right now, uh, the Game Grumps are playing N64 games through the virtual console. Yeah. Um, That would be cool. Uh, I, Part of it, I want to believe that... Some I want my Billy Hatcher. I want <laughs> oh, my Billy Hatcher, oh God. God damn it. Wow. Um... Don't uh, wow me. That game's fun. <laughs> That's a deep cut, man. <laughs> um, when it comes, I mean, yeah, yes, that is definitely the one avenue Nintendo has not touched when it comes to the, the um, virtual console or the for the virtual games for um for the Nintendo platform. I think definitely that'd be a great a great access to library to check out. Um, outside of that, I think that they'll do the same thing they've done in previous years. Like you like Mega Man, it's gonna be on the online store at some point you're going to see again contra again, stress, and everything else I, I cannot stress enough i don't i give i give no shits about how it gets onto the switch as long as it gets onto the switch i think the difference is is that i think that whatever system they have for old games whether it be it's online uh, uh subscription service that allows you to play old games uh, or free games they give you and the end or buy games you can put on a switch I think more than ever, I think the Switch is suited uh, very well, specifically for these games, and I think that the, the these old games will benefit much more better this time around. Uh, more, so, more better, yeah. Well, you know, you get what I'm saying. It'll, it'll benefit uh, uh, benefit more more so than the last generation because you yeah. take it on the go, and that's the and that's the, that's the huge proponent when it comes to the Switch is you can take it on the go. And that was something that I think will definitely propel them to pu push more games out for this console. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, everyone was like, oh, a virtual console on the Wii U is great because I can play the games on the on the gamepad. And it's like, that's awesome. But that gamepad doesn't have a whole lot of distance. Yeah. The system is this. This is the system. The dock that I have is not the system. This is the system. Yes. And if I can do this while playing Mario 3, Mario World, Mega Man X, Billy Hatcher, I'll be happy. Yes, definitely, definitely. So I think that it will be it would benefit them to do it. I think I think that's um, they have again a huge library of games that everybody loves. They could def definitely do it and make tons uh, the, of money. The, the, yeah, like the problem is though is they have to they have to import them over essentially. They have to move yeah, them to the yeah, switch with yeah. the switch controls in mind. Not to mention um, the fact that there's going to be some licensing deals that have to renew probably for right, to get them right. on the switch. And just give us some time. <laughs> Say Billy Mitchell. <laughs> so Billy, uh, Hatch, Hatch, uh, Billy Hatcher. Shit. <laughs> um, just for everyone curious why I keep bringing up Billy Hatcher, it was, a, it was a GameCube game that was made by Sonic Team. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Where it was a kid who lived in a village of like chicken people. And his goal, like what you had to do in the game was move, like roll around these eggs to different locations to move to the next location. And I remember playing the hell out of the game, and I thought it was super fucking... <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. It was creepy, and Valer's a weirdo. Um, uh, 
And I loved the game, and I really want to play it again, but, like, until GameCube games become backwards compatible, I don't know that I will. And so it, it really, like, for me, I'm very adamant about getting GameCube games on the Switch. Um, you know, a lot of people sit there and argue that Mario Sunshine's a bad game, and I'm like, it's not. Oh, wow. But wow. I, can't, I can't sit there and go, go play it. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I right? Yeah. Yeah, get a game. Um, just get a GameCube and buy it again. <laughs> that's the only way to play these classic games right now. Yeah. Uh, the GameCube classic games, I should say. And there, there's so oh, many games. Good dude, GameCube can you games. can you think of Resident Evil Four on the Switch? Oh fuck, that's so good. If you really want to make me happy, put Killer Seven. That is like the most underrated game. So it's my my Super Fifty One. It is weird as hell, but it's actually really cool. Um, that'd be sick. But man. Resident Evil 4 would be great too. Ah, so, there's so many great GameCube games that would work perfectly. You see what, uh, see what Josh was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, if if, uh, if you don't know, the other podcast I do, All Cued Up, is selling shirts. Uh, really cool shirts. You can find them on our website, allcuedupodcast.com. And it's, it's a fun fact that Billy Mitchell, he lost his world record for Donkey Kong because he wasn't wearing one of our shirts. That That, that is canon. That That is actual uh, facts. So, yeah. all right. So it looks like it's time. You know what time it is? Is that is that minute? Is that six seconds? It's gonna be the Overwatch minute with great deets after this intro. Uh, <clears throat> all right, guys. Um, so it'll be a short Overwatch minute. Uh, not a whole lot of news. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is that right now, uh, you can get a a Mercy skin that is very. It's called Pink Mercy, and um, the reason it's called Pink Mercy is because a well, her costume or the the skin looks like a magical magical girl like you would see from uh, um, Sailor Moon or something to that effect, like an anime of some kind. But the other thing about Pink Mercy is that if you buy it, which costs $15 for one skin, all all proceeds that go to that go to the breast cancer uh, something or other. Uh, oops. Awareness. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, but... Uh, oh, my God. I forgot. I didn't write it down. But it's... I want to say the Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation. But I could be totally wrong yes, about yes, that. Yes, yes, um, yes. It is the uh, breast cancer. Yeah. Well, it, it yeah, it, it's it's all in it's all in regards to that. I know that like they also contacted a bunch of Twitch players or Twitch players, Twitch streamers, like Elspeth Eastman, um, who are streaming for an extended period of time and raising money for the donation group as it is. Okay, Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation. I knew I'd get there. Um, a lot of people are bitching that the skin is fifteen dollars, but I'm like, yeah, you know, it's also expensive having breast cancer. Yeah. So, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, because I'm going to start getting angry at people saying that shit. 
Uh, you can also, there's a lot of other ways to donate. You can donate directly via these Twitch streamers, directly through their website. You can also, um, uh, there are uh, skins and sprays and stuff you can buy. It's a whole myriad of things, but it's 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 really really cool for Overwatch to be doing that. And I'm really, I'm really happy and proud to be an Overwatch fan right now for this exact reason. Um, the next thing we'll talk about is there's a really funny bug on Rialto, the brand new map that just came out. Um, so if you are on the gondolas that go through the map because there's like a giant like river because it takes place in italy um and uh they wanted to have the like the rivers that flow through venice kind of thing but for rialto and i think in the real world rialto there's also this kind of thing but anyway it doesn't matter there are there are robotic ferrymen on the on the gondolas and there's footage of a sombra a sombra player killing four of them and getting play of the game <laughs> that's great um and uh, it was even funny because in the in the because uh, it was on PC and in the uh, uh, chat on the bottom, it, the, the guy was like, "See on Reddit." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. um, they haven't. They haven't. Uh, uh, Overwatch hasn't said if they're going to fix that bug or not. Um, I personally don't think it matters. I don't care. It, it doesn't boost or adjust anything. It doesn't fuck anything up. But like, it's a really funny bug, and I wanted to talk about it for a second because it's it's it makes it del- brings me delight. So. <laughs> Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about briefly is uh, the anniversary event was leaked. So last, so, so Overwatch came out, I think May twenty first, two years ago. So they're coming up on their second anniversary, and uh, um, their uh, their first anniversary was a lot of fun because it basically allowed the artist who make these skins and sprays and all kind of stuff to just have fun. To just kind of go outside of what you normally see in Overwatch and just have fun with different skin types. As a matter of fact, the skins that came from the over from the anniversary event were some of my favorite. And um, so I'm excited that they're going to be doing it again, even though it was kind of obvious. But the leak actually comes from a Portuguese website, and it's a brief snippet of Roadhog and Junkrat dancing and you see all their skins looping. Now, people have translated the Portuguese into English. Here are a few facts. First off, it starts on May 22nd. So it's right around the corner. Secondly, every single skin from every single event that's ever happened in Overwatch will be available during these three weeks that this is available. So, for if, like, if, I guess, Anthony's just kind of being quiet over there. Um, I'm listening, don't worry. if there was ever an event that happened that there was a skin you didn't get um especially in the past year it'll be available during this event um and i know that personally excites me because there's like there's quite a few lucio skins that i really want or at least sprays or dances or whatever um and i could very very well possibly fill out his entire thing um I'd like to get him. I like to get every single uh, thing available for him. That would be really cool. Um, so I'm very excited about that. That's 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 the biggest news because that that hasn't happened yet. For for just clarification for anybody who watches this and doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, um, if there's an event that happens during a, a three week stint, um, it's it's especially this past year since it was the second year of Overwatch, 
if the event, like the Halloween event, right? There were new skins for the Halloween event, but the old skins were available from the Halloween event as well. This anniversary event isn't just last year's anniversary event skins. This is all skins. Every skin that's ever come out for Overwatch is available during this. So if there was a Halloween skin you didn't get, boom, you can get it. That's why it's so important. Just to make sure that's understandable. Cool. At the during the small snippet, you also see a Junkrat skin that is new, and it's is like a pirate skin. Um, he has a pirate peg leg. He has like a very classic um, pirate baggy pants with the green stripes going down. Um, one of the cool aspects is that uh, with with Junkrat is his hair singed at the top. Um, so for this version, he has he has what like I'd say dreads because pirate hair was nasty. But at the at the tips of the dreads that kind of hang down, it's cinched. Sick. Awesome. So it looks it looks it looks really cool. I'm really excited about it. But uh, but yeah, guys, that's it for the Overwatch minute. There wasn't a whole lot this week. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. The Overwatch minute with Greg Dudes. All right. So that's gonna be it for the show. Um, as I go back to studio mode here for a second. Uh, again. Just a reminder, for people wondering, we will have an after show. We'll talk about stuff. We'll chat to you. We'll answer questions. We'll go over any news uh, topics that you want to tell us to talk about or whatnot that was not covered in the show. Um, but for the main podcast, this is pretty much what ends here. Um, before we end the show, uh, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, meatspin.org. Um, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did not I didn't expect it to go there. Okay. <laughs> Wow, that surprised me. Woo, <laughs> 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 got him. Uh, no, you can follow me on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chub Rocky. Uh, you can also follow me on the podcast that I do with uh, and Sabiner, uh in the chat. Josh Fisher is his name. Um, it is a uh, uh, internet streaming service review and discussion show. We watch two shows in their entirety, uh, and then we spoil the hell out of them and discuss our uh, opinions on them. Uh, the last episode that was just uploaded this Friday is on um, Agrisuko or Argusuko, how do you, however the fuck you pronounce it, um, Aggressive Ritsuko, um, and uh, Cobra Kai, which you can find on YouTube Red. Uh, this episode was actually one of my favorites to record simply because Josh and I did not see eye to eye at all on both shows. So it, it, it was a very fun discussion, so I highly recommend checking that one out. Um, and in, in due time, we will also be having Brian Volk Weiss, the producer on The Toys That Made Us, which is a Netflix documentary series. Um, we will be having him on again after part two of season one premieres at the end of May. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, no, that's uh, AlkitoPodcast.com. AlkitoPodcast.com. Don't forget AlkitoPodcast.com and the Switch. <laughs> um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Defect of Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com as I... Excuse me. Ah, okay, I'm good now. Okay. Um, so if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, if you enjoy the stream, definitely hit that follow button. Or if you so kindly want to hit that sub button, you can do so. It supports us and it goes right to us and to produce more shows and do other cool stuff on the site. Speaking of which, uh, give me a second here. Um, as I said, 
Uh, we are live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. PST on this Twitch channel for the main podcast, 7.30 for the pregame, and around 11 o'clock, 10 no, I like 9 o'clock-ish is when the after show begins. Um, it is uh, also an audio podcast, which will be uploaded every Tuesday on this, tw- uh, not on the Twitch channel, um, uh, on uh, our podcast feed, which I found out to be not only are we on iTunes and Stitcher and Radio Public, we're on a ton of other shit that I just realized. So uh, once I figured, uh, once I added to the to the uh, Muba and then also to this overlay, you'll know. But trust me, just look at Mission Start Podcast. You'll see us on, on a lot of podcast services. Uh, which I still find astounding to me. <laughs> um, but uh, if you... In- so uh, there's that. Um, we just uploaded a new episode of the Conover uh, talking about Katsukan. And for those who don't know what the Conover is, it is a podcast about conventions. It's about our thoughts on them. Are they good? Are they bad? Uh, what other, uh, you know, things that come along with it? You know, funny moments. Uh, definitely check it out. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Um, as well as other services, other podcast services as well. Um, and we're going to have a new one coming up pretty soon, actually. Uh, Fanime is literally two weeks away or less than that. Uh, we're going to get geared up for it. So you definitely will hear uh, our thoughts on Fanime once it passes and hits. Um, our next podcast is The Rolling Twenties. Uh, if you like video games, anime, entertainment movies, a bit of everything, check out The Rolling Twenties podcast hosted by Jeremy Wilson. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Podbean. Uh, their podcast is usually up every Friday. It all depends on when. It depends on when I get those episodes, but usually every Friday. Um, and you can check them out. Uh, they're mainly a comic book con- uh, podcast, um, but uh, they do other things as well. So definitely check that out when you get the chance. Last but not least, the Long Forgotten podcast, which I keep saying I'm going to update, but I never do. Um, it is down in front. It's our movie podcast. When I update it, you will have our thoughts on uh, on movies we, we have seen. Um, so I've yet to upload our thoughts on Avengers on it. So I've yet to upload our thoughts on uh, Star Wars uh, on it as well. So yeah, it will it'll be a thing in the future at some point. Um, it's alive for people to, to subscribe to it. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Radio Public. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be a thing at some point. Um, but with that being said again we're going to do our after show here in a second um we're at the intro and then go straight to it i actually need to get water actually but uh, that's going to do it for the main podcast thank you very much if you're just here for the podcast uh we will see you guys next time right here same time same place uh yeah we'll see you guys next time <laughs>